Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Morning. Good Good morning, everyone. Morning. Hey, David's back. Yeah, I am. Welcome back. Someone messed with my. We had nobody in that chair. We we. I saw it. it Well, I caught the end. I caught the last ten minutes of it, and it was an empty chair. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. It doesn't doesn't quite look the same with just two of us here. It looked weird. A little lopsided. Yeah. You guys were a little too cuddly. I, want, I don't know about that. Well, this is a big table, and you guys were like, cuddly. I think there's video evidence that we were not, in fact, cuddly. <laughs> uh, you're feeling better, obviously. Uh, I'm feeling better, yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah, it's a good weight loss program I went on for a couple of days. And, <laughs> um Yeah, now we're back. So uh, the warming – I probably shouldn't say that. We're going to stop getting down oh. tears. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, <laughs> we're over it. Good to have so, you back. Yeah, Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah, good to be back. Yeah. How you guys been? Brent's on meth this morning, methamphetamine. Yeah, running, running, been running, running. Got, got a bunch of energy today. Nah, he's just running around the <laughs> building like a tweaker. It's weird, man. It's, 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 it's like, where's Brent? You know? Weird. I had some but things. But he says he says he hasn't had any, so. No, I had things to get done, and I had time to do it, so I was. But it was maybe like. I was that, in go mode. It was the manner yeah. you were doing it in. Yeah, go mode. That's a good way to zippy. put it. Zippy. I get in go mode sometimes. <laughs> I knew I had a little bit of time. I haven't seen you like that in a while. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not so to I, your, your back must be feeling better since you're in go mode. Uh, today, yesterday and today have been the best days in a while. So it's been out since Arizona, which yeah. is frustrating. But I guess it's just part of the – you get older, it takes longer for it to heal. So sure. What are you going to do? That stinks. I, mean, I guess I could lose weight and work on my core. But, I mean, come <laughs> on. You need a weight loss program. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to do that? Right. <laughs> exactly. What's up with you, Chad? Have you sat in anyone else's vehicles lately? No, no, not once. So, so you missed the story, Brent, when you were when you were in your go mode. Uh, Jill and I went to Costco the other day, and we had to park in the back forty because it was just one of you know packed wrong wrong time, wrong day to go to Costco. Anyway, we're you know trying to find our vehicle, and um, we get in the car, and the seat is all the way back, and like there's a pack of cigarettes in the cup holder. The car is pretty dirty, <laughs> and Jill gets like we both what get in the car we, while and, we were in Costco, and, and we look at each other, and we're like, what the heck? It's like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't our car. <laughs> so lesson number one, lock your doors, people. Lock your doors. But it was the same model of car right next to our car. Lesson number one, lock yeah. your door. Lesson number two, make sure it's your car yeah, before sure you open car. the door. Yeah, right? that's that's a big one. That's probably, that might be number one. <laughs> well, if people just lock their doors, then number two is ir- irrelevant. <laughs> okay. It's moot. Right? Okay. So if you just yes. lock your stinking doors. Yes. I was waiting in a store one time for my wife to come out, and an old lady walked out. I uh, walked around my car, got in, got in, opened the door, sat down <laughs> next to me, looked at me, scared and angry, like, why are you here? Like, like you were robbing her. Yeah. And then I look over, I kind of pointed over at her car, and her husband was sitting in there. He'd watched the whole thing, older guy, <laughs> and he's just shaking his head at her in disgust. Like, again, I don't know what he, I don't yeah. know what he just was, drives off. You could have prevented that. You could have, like, honked and said, honey, I'm over here. He just let it all happen. Yeah, but, I, I probably would have done that. It was pretty funny. Yeah. That's awesome. The best thing was the look on her face, like, I'd done something oh, wrong. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, lady, I'm just sitting in my car. <laughs> yeah. You're the weird one here. I'm surprised you didn't yeah. jump out of the car, though. I'm surprised <laughs> it didn't freak you out so much that you, you ran. It wasn't like the lady from the visit. Well, it was just a normal old lady. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she didn't come crawling no, in on all fours no, awesome. with her hair over her face. Okay, I would, have, I would have bailed in. You for would have sure. yeah. <laughs> jumped. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was weird because like both of us got in the wrong car, not just one of us. Like we both got it and sat down. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. So that's why you got to put like some silly stripes or some kind of stupid decal on your car. Yeah. For so if know. for no other reason, like it's marked. Like yeah. you, you know what's up. I always <laughs> look for the lights when I when I unlock it to yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, if That's you're locking it, then you're needing to unlock it as you approach. Yeah. And it makes a flashy thingy. It does a beep and Yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't make a noise, which kind of is bothersome. Like, let me see if I can fix that, see if I can make it beep. So That's a good story, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do we set, cigarettes how do we, in the middle like gosh i didn't remember well, leaving my like, cigarettes like, out whoever drove the car must have been like six five because the seat was all the way back <laughs> it's a good thing he didn't come confront you probably <laughs> right 
Okay. I don't know how to segue from, yeah. from this into what we're going to talk about. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, I don't know if there is a good, a good segue other than good to luck. just, yeah. just do it. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this was a question that came in a while back. Yeah, a listener question that came in a while back mm-hmm. about uh, walking with the Holy Spirit, like what it looks like practically. So we're going we're yeah. to try to talk about that today. Have we, we've hit on this here and there. Before, here and there, but and this was a few months back. We yeah. talked about being sealed with the Spirit and what yeah. that means, and so um, you know you can listen to that if you want to go back and find it in the archives. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is this is one that always piques the the curiosity of people, and rightly so, because there's always this you know this mystery that right. I think we place on what it looks like to walk in the Spirit. We hear all the time, like walk in the Spirit, you know, right? But uh, like practically, like what in the world does that mean? Right. Like what does that look like, and how do we know when we're doing it? And, yeah, so it's a good it's a good topic. Well, why don't why don't one of you fellows pray and then we'll we'll dive in to some questions. I'm in go mode, so I'll, I'll do it. Go, yeah, I'm ready to do go, it. Brent, keep it, go. Keep right. it short. Don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Lord, help us as we talk about this today uh, to to do it in a way that is accurate and that is helpful uh, to us and to your church. And we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. That was short. Yeah. Can you salute me for it. Well, I yeah. salute you for it. There you go. There you go. I know how to follow <laughs> instructions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the first question I thought we'd tackle is: is what are some ways that Christians misunderstand the Holy Spirit? And you kind of alluded to it in what you just said, David. Um, you know, what what are ways that we that we misunderstand? Well, I think we make it like, like first and foremost, we make it an experience or a feeling. Right. So anything that that feels weird or um, feels cool or seems unique or special, but it's a mystery. Yep. Like that's the spirit. That's the spirit working. That's the spirit moving. And it's like, not necessarily. Right. <laughs> like maybe, but, <laughs> but not necessarily. Like he is a lot more practical than that. Sure. Functional than that. Kind of goes to the idea that he's a force, um, you know, not, not a, not a personal, you know, deity. Yeah. Um, but, the, but some kind of a force that well, which, even, which he is in, in a way, I mean, not, well, I mean, yeah. powerful, but I mean, yeah. but he is, he is, he is a, an interactive person that, sure. that we can know and that we can relate to. And but he is like spirit, that. I yeah. guess. is yeah. 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 But the idea of this feeling or this, you know, you yeah. could, even on Sunday mornings, you'll see this, this thing, like, let's see if we can coax the Holy spirit totally. into, the, into the building. Like he's a scared turtle, you know, yeah, let's right. see if we can get him to poke his head out and, yeah. and, and join us today. Yeah. Um, because then we'll have this, this emotional experience or this feeling or whatever it is that uh, we think we're looking for. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very weird the way we the feeling ones like I think the biggest danger that we see because like so so if if we're feeling good in the moment like you just said right so the the worship team's cranking out music and the lighting's good and everyone's got their hands raised and I just right. feel so good right now <laughs> like I'm so full of the spirit right now and it doesn't necessarily mean that it just means that you're in the midst of you know an atmosphere that is appealing. <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? And and but we'll do the same thing the opposite. So if we don't feel good about something, then it's not the spirit, it's Satan. Um and so we play we sure. play these games where it's all based on on feeling. So any good feeling, obviously your experience equals God. Any bad feeling doesn't. Right. And that's maybe our, our first mistake. Yeah. Funny thing is you could thing. you could probably experience that same thing at a like a football or hockey no you do game. yeah um, the, the, the highs and the lows we went to a concert not long ago remember <laughs> yeah and i remember making that comment all of us went with our wives and i made that comment on the way out did you see this was a completely like little pagan show you know i mean there was <laughs> nothing christian about where, it where the pastors were hanging out like we was, were we were standing it was chris tomlin we David. were standing in a pot cloud not because we were smoking it but because everyone else was right True. like it was a it wasn't a savory bunch but everybody you could see it the whole show People have their heads up. Sometimes their eyes closed. Their hands are, are raised. Like they're having a worship experience. Sure, it, was, it was a movie. And, and it has spirit, nothing to do with the Spirit of God. It has nothing to do with God. Right. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say, having said that. But they were a, they were a good band. There are times. That, that's true, too. <laughs> but there are times when, when the Spirit does come upon you in a way that is um, remarkable and, and oh, no powerful. Sure. And, and it, there is something, but it's different than, than that feeling you get at a ball game or a concert sure. for sure. Right. Sure. Uh, but it is an unmistakable presence of power that, that you can experience at times. No doubt. And I understand that the desire to, to want that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if we're jumping to ahead chase that. Chase no, we're, that. no, we're not jumping. <laughs> in. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I was thinking just in you know, putting the questions together, thinking of a pastor that I used to work with who just was like the word plan was not in his, in his vocabulary at all. Yeah. And his whole life was like, well, I'm just led by the Spirit, you know, and like last minute decisions. Oh, we're just like, even on a Sunday morning, like, oh, we're just going to do this today. And it was always, well, I was prompted by the Spirit. Yeah. It's like, no, you just didn't plan. Like, 
Like the Spirit can tell you. <laughs> well, on I'm just Monday, not going to go to church today. You know, like I'm the, preaching, but you know, <laughs> led by the Spirit. It's like, wait, why is why is the Holy Spirit always last minute? Why doesn't the Holy Spirit ever speak to you on Monday instead of you know Sunday morning at nine thirty? <laughs> you know, uh, I actually asked him that one time, and uh, there wasn't a good answer, you know, to that question. But yeah. you know, we kind of assign these these values and, and traits, you know, to the Holy Spirit that that are not necessarily the Holy Spirit. Well, there's even something that we want. Uh, I, you know, I think picture of like Moses when he came down off the the mountain and his face right. was glowing. This idea that we're walking with God in a special way that's different than everybody else is something I think people, I don't know, I, I kind of get why people do it, but sure. it, and and those that that type of person is that that way where they're they're in touch with something we're not in touch with, sure, and they have this access to something we don't have access to. It's kind of that special, I don't know, and and, and it makes other Christians long for it and feel like they're they're kind of second second rate Christians because they don't have it. Sure, and that's part of the problem with some of these kind of more sensational aspects of Christianity that are yeah. out there. Yeah. An- another like danger, like major abuse of like the subjectivity of the spirit um, and people not like knowing well who the spirit is and what he does. That's why it's so important. Uh, uh, another one of the big abuses is like we can, we can say like what that guy got that did about anything like the spirit, right. the spirit told me the spirit led me to do this. The right. spirit is, is agreeing with me that I can go do this thing. Right. <laughs> like, like everything because like, and you can't argue with that. Right. I mean, like who, who can go over the top of that, you know, because they threw right. down the double dog dare of, you know, like, <laughs> right. you know, God told me, so the spirit led me. So, um, yeah, there's certain things the spirit won't lead us into. Right. I think we'll probably look at a few of those today, but <laughs> well, in one of them, and we're going to talk about it, I think, but, but it's, it's not to emphasize me. It's right. not, to, it's not to put me in the spotlight or my happiness or my, or my needs or right, my, right. any of that kind of stuff. So if that's what, if that's what leading, you know, this yes. leading of the spirit is, is leading you to yes. more of you, um, that, yeah, that's right. a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. And this may be a conversation for another time, but I think that's what we see in like, you know, kind of the charismatic and Pentecostal yeah, movements yeah. is that like, it's, it's like, I'm the center of it. It's about mm-hmm. me, my and experience, my experience and my feelings yep. and what I get out of it. Um, you yep. know, and like, so we can probably, you know, unpack that. And so it's fully. no, it's no coincidence that their biggest emphasis in those circles are the spirit yeah. when their biggest, um, like center point is them. Like those, right. those two things can be manipulated. They, they hold hands yeah. like really well and who, who can argue with it? Yeah. It all, it all seems right. Yeah. So, so uh, this is a question isn't on the list, but kind of based on where our conversation is going, like what, what are, what are some of the roles of the Holy Spirit? Like what, what, what does the Holy Spirit do? What does the Holy Spirit do? I came up with like 10. Wow. Cause I'm go for it. You know, rad. Because you're walking, in the, you're walking in the spirit. I'm walking. Yeah. I walked in the spirit when I looked at this. Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, the 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 first the first one's my favorite. He he seals us. Yeah. So like, uh, and I know that's not really what we're going for. We're going for the more practical, but salvifically, like he seals us. Yeah. Like he, you know, he seals us up for God. Yeah. Like we're we're on. And, and even that, like, that's not about us. That's about God. It's, it's God's not work. About right? us. It's not about, it's about us. the work of God. Right. <clears throat> yeah. What else you got? Brent, do you, I don't want to steal any of your, uh, there's two things that uh, we just kind of talked about. So I'm going to hit that, but he, he bears witness about Jesus and he glorifies Jesus. Yeah, so um, that's not two, about us either. Two things in right? scripture that are very clear at one's found in John um, 15. And I think the other one's in John 16, but it, um, he's going to emphasize Christ. Yep. Um, that, that's who he's going to draw attention yeah. to yeah. and not to us, not to himself. Yeah. And, and that, that, discounts a lot of what goes on in churches right there for sure yeah jesus isn't the star of the show yeah some somebody else or something else is and of course you can't separate who god is you know in that regard but yeah that's a big one yeah he makes jesus big shines the spotlight on jesus so So, john 14 26 i think is one that you says but the helper capital h the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that i have said to you Mm -hmm. And then John fifteen twenty six says, but when the Helper, again, capital H, comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah leading us into all truth and yeah. and, and uh, helping us to, to know what to say or, or, yeah. or yeah. two other roles. By the way, there is no capitals, so that... The capital H is added by the interpreter. Sure. So, okay. But but it's but it tells us something. Okay. That, well, yeah, that, <laughs> like right. Speak, speaking of of a person, I know. Right? <laughs> I just want. I'm waiting for the person to say, "There's no capitals in the Greek." I know. <laughs> so, I so he teaches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely on there. Uh, convicts, um, which maybe could go under teaching, but it's 
It's sure. A little bit different. John 16 talks about the world being convicted by the spirit. Right. When the spirit comes and, yeah, and um, I know that's, that's true in my life. There's things that I used to do that I didn't think twice about. <laughs> and uh, that's not true anymore. Now that the, the spirit lives yeah. in me. Um, you still I don't do them, but I, you think twice. I don't <laughs> get away with anything. They're not comfortable or fun when right. I do them. And so there's, there's that, um, there's that, that conscience, that divine, you know, he pulls the covers on stuff and keeps, keeps everything honest, which is awesome. Yeah. Which so. even goes, I mean, that, that's the idea of leading us into truth. Um, we don't know what truth is apart from Greed. the Holy sure. Spirit. We'll yeah, come up I with think it. When you look sure. at the world right now, it is. It's a, it's yeah. the same thing. When you look at the world right now, and what you know, there you can't even find truth. You know, it's yeah. arbitrary. You have yours, and that, that's not true at all. According right. to what yep. the Holy Spirit will show us, He'll lead us into actual truth for yeah. sure. So yeah. and convict us at the same mm-hmm. time if we're wandering he, from it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He gives gifts too. First Corinthians twelve, like the Spirit imparts certain certain giftings to us that are yeah. that are again to to glorify Christ and accomplish right, Christ's not about us. work in the church right so um I, I remember I think I've shared this before but you know the church I grew up in was you know definitely more on the on the Pentecostal end of things and like we would take tests to figure out our spiritual gifts and it was always like we'd compare notes after the test like oh what did you get oh man I really want that one and mm-hmm. oh, I got the sucky ones like I got hospitality, yeah, hospitality or, you know, yeah. whatever <laughs> service yeah I'm a good on. breeder <laughs> <laughs> um, but again like it like it would make it about us yeah and then you know I think we we missed the mark mm-hmm. in that you know God gives gifts to us through the Holy Spirit for the edification of the church yes not, not so I can brag about how awesome I am I'll look yeah. at my gifts but it's so that we can build up the church and the yeah. analogy is a body yeah. with Christ as the head right so all those functions whatever function we might be given is to yeah it's, yeah. it's for his body yeah. and the sake of his Absolutely. body <clears throat> and, and maybe already, like I have an idea of maybe another another you know podcast for another time to kind of unpack the gifts of the spirit but like I don't think there's a necessarily an exhaustive list all right in the bible there's you know some different lists and they're similar but not exactly the same like I don't know that there's are we allowed to make some up that aren't found in the Bible? Yeah, I think so. Sarcasm. <laughs> I have that one. Yeah. <laughs> the gift of jumping out of elevators. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. Did we already talk about the paraclete? <laughs> we're, we're talking about the paraclete right now. I know. I mean, that, that aspect of the Holy Spirit. All right, it's just fun to say. If you don't get to say paraclete, you know. You're always just looking for time to insert that into a yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone already said helper. Oh, that's what I did. I didn't hear helper. That's why I was curious. So, so we've been talking right, about fine. paraclete. Helper. He's a helper. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, are you still going down your list? Yeah, dude. What, what, else, what he, else you got he, on your list? He picks up the slack for us in our inability to communicate with God, like Romans eight, yeah, um, like he he allows us to actually have conversation with with God and to be able to communicate and all make that sense stuff. of our make in- sense incoherent of our mumblings right. and ramblings. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's, that's actually kind of cool to think about. It's super cool because there's times when you want to express something or ask something or you know, and, and your heart and your mouth aren't quite right, or your head and your you know mouth aren't quite lining up and. And to know that he does that for us is yeah yeah that's a, that's a cool thing yeah yeah he gives and grants life like this is maybe the biggest one like when when Jesus talks about being born again and all that he goes into the spirit blowing where it will he's talking about the Holy Spirit regenerates that's needing to it, he's the source of life that we need to be regenerated by you know um, he it's uh it's credited to him also to be the one that raised Jesus's lifeless body from the grave mm-hmm. um, he's the one Romans eight that gives us life, you know, when he, when he's installed, you know, when he comes upon us and, and in us, yeah. then life exists, you know? So he's, he's the, he's the, the, the tangible life source of, of the Trinity that comes. And, right. You know, he's the defibrillator or whatever you want to call it. I don't so know. Like that kind of, and you might not, might not be done with your list yet, but I had another question. How is the Holy Spirit distinct within the Trinity? And that, that's, yeah, that, that's yeah. how the Holy Spirit's distinct within well, the Trinity. He is. And I think, I think actually Brent hit it earlier right like they're all it's three and one so they're all the same and yet they're all separate persons we call him the third person of the trinity and so like you see right away um that there's a succession of of glorification the son glorifies the father that's what he did with his life he said that over and over again the spirit like you said 
is there to glorify the second person of the Trinity, right. Jesus. And so you can see this succession mm-hmm. of glorification. And that's one of the ways that the Spirit's unique within the right. Trinity is, is his whole job is to make Jesus big. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else? Is that your list or you got, you're still going? Uh, he sanctifies. Yeah. You well, know. that's what you said. Yeah, regenerator, yeah. sanctifier, yeah. empowerer. Yeah. All three of those. Yeah, he sanctifies. I put yeah. enable. He yeah. enables us to do good works. He empowers us to do good yeah. works. Like he, you know, he sanctifies us. So, or bear good fruit. Where does that come from? It's only, it's only by the Spirit that we're able to right. to do that. So There's also, and I think you already kind of hit this too, but um, it, it, he's the way that God relates to the world today so so in regards to the way he convicts the world of sin and judgment and righteousness um we read about that um i can't remember where it's at now seven no anyway i'll find it um but i think it's john 16 but basically that the idea of how how god relates to the world um now through the holy spirit um and, and the holy spirit within us even which is kind of cool to think yeah. about so mm-hmm. so his presence in the church through yes. the Holy Spirit is how he relates to the world. He's like the active yeah. agent, right, yeah. of the Godhead. Um, I think there's even a verse, I don't know if it was in Romans 1 or where it is, where, and of course in Genesis chapter 1 we see the, the Spirit moving, but it's it's almost like he's he's the one who actively carries out that which God has called into existence, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be through creation <laughs> of the world and the material or or the spiritual or of us. So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we kind of have touched on it. That's them. a good I'm, list. Per, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's, it, did, yeah. Did sure. you hit, uh, maybe hit this, but uh, the deposit, did we talk about that? Uh, just the seal, not the yeah, deposit. Yeah, the seal, yeah. So, okay. so the Bible talks about that the Holy Spirit is a deposit, you know, guaranteeing that Christ will come back for those that belong to mm-hmm. him. And then the idea is like, you know, you deposit money in the bank, like that's pretty much a guarantee that at some point you're going back to the bank to get mm-hmm you know, what you deposited there, you're not just going to leave it and forget about it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you put all that together and there, there's really nothing in, in all of what we've talked about that we're, we're at the center of it. Right. You know, we're, we're the, the recipients, we're the benefactors. Well, it's so all for us. Yeah, it's all for but us. But to his glory. But it's not about us. <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Yep. Um, so. Comforter. Yeah. Did you say comforter? Oh, yeah, we didn't. I don't think Quite we talked about that one. I love that one. What's, yeah. the, what's the Greek word for comforter, Brent? Is it as cool as paraclete? I don't know it. <laughs> Probably. Caraclete? It's, I think it's duvet. I think it might be duvet. <laughs> duvet. <laughs> divan. Wow. I was thinking divan because a divan brings me comfort when yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Well, I think a duvet and a divan bring varying <laughs> levels of comfort. So it depends on how much comfort you need. Yeah. Whether you need a duvet or a duvan. But uh, that's an aspect that, uh, for the Christian, especially, you know, when you think about the disciples um, who, and I think you're going to, we're going to get into this, but when Jesus left, he, he's like, I'm going to send you a helper, but yeah. also called him the comforter. Um, there's a, there's an aspect of knowing that God's presence is with us, knowing that we're, you know, he, he's with us for us, all those things that brings a great deal of comfort to sure. us, especially in, in a place like we live, not Sun River, but this world mm-hmm. yeah. um, that can be so discouraging. So it just, it takes so much from you and defeats you so often and just discourages you. And to know that we have his presence within us as a comfort mm-hmm. um, is quite a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. So let, let's just jump, since you mentioned it, Brent, let's let's just jump into, um, you know, the helper. See why I teed uh, you up for that? Yeah, you did. That was a nice, uh, nice segue. Uh, John sixteen seven, uh, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth that it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, this is kind of a remarkable statement by Jesus. Jesus saying, like, I have to go so that the helper, the Holy Spirit, can come. And, like, I read that and I think, well, how, how much do we need the Holy Spirit that Jesus would say, I have to go so that you can have this? Yeah. That, that's a big statement there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that. What, like, how does the helper help us? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, just, and this is like kind of just everyday practical, um, you know, walking in the spirit, which really is, is the question that came in. You know, well, what, mean, what does think, it look like to, to walk in the spirit? I think we already touched on it with everything that we already sure. said. But like sure. one way is that like when Jesus came, and I think this actually brings clarity to that weird idea that Jesus had to go so that mm-hmm. something better could come like um uh that that we all have Christ in us even though it's via the holy spirit again they're one so we can't fully separate them right. but they're separate because Jesus separates them so the so Jesus the man was physical he wasn't able to 
to be with you all the time and me all the time in two different places at once, right? right. Like he, he was physically traveling and you had to either go to him or he had to come to you to be in the presence of Christ. Holy Spirit, everyone, everyone has Christ with them, sure. in them. Everywhere all the time. All the time. And so like that's got to be probably the biggest reason why it's so rad sure. and necessary. That would that is and, yeah. and it's it goes without saying, but that that was a function of Jesus is li- limiting himself to to totally. a body, um, you know, because Jesus otherwise is omnipresent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but on the earth with the disciples, what they experienced was him in one place at one time. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is completely opposite yeah. of that. You know, he can yeah. be everywhere at once. Yeah. It's now. hologram Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, scratch there, that. There's also <laughs> an element when Jesus was telling them that, you know, I have to go, uh, and unless I go, this won't happen. It also has to do with what he was going to do. Um, until sure. he's glorified, the Spirit's not going to come. Until he's, you know, you've got the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, the ascension back to, to, to his glory, um, and, and then the Spirit would come. That that was spelled out clearly in the Scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so there's an aspect of he had to go finish the job he had to do. Once that was done, he could go back to the Father, and now the Holy Spirit, different role, is going to come and do the job that he's been called to do. Right. Um, so it's you know just a very pragmatic thing that had to happen. Sure. And then so then the Holy Spirit came, right? Jesus mm-hmm. finished his job. He, he ascended. Uh, he was glorified. Uh, the Holy Spirit came. Acts chapter two. Like what? What do we see in Acts chapter two as a result of the Holy Spirit coming? We we see the proclamation of the gospel. Yeah, we see right? the glorification of the work of Christ throughout the world. Yeah, like that. That's the the, the whole inauguration. That was the inauguration right. of of Pentecost. Yeah, was. The glory of Christ and what He accomplished, going everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's and a, and the the clear difference, the before and after shots of oh yeah, with the Spirit, without right. the Spirit, the power of, of God's right. indwelling Spirit in us, transforming our lives. Yes, um, you know the result of everything yeah. we talked about before. Yeah, that the Spirit does. We t- we completely see. Yeah, in the followers of Christ. and I love that. I mean, yeah. it's like again, if you took the before and after shots of Peter, you know, you can picture him standing there, you know, denying Christ and and the, you know by a fire to to some young girl and and then just boldly standing up preaching fearlessly, yeah, um, risking his life, you know, a, yeah. a few weeks later because the Holy Spirit was in him, right? So yeah, in the whole book of Acts, you see you know Christians being persecuted and, yeah. and suffering uh, in the power of the Spirit for the sake of the gospel and you see people coming to faith in adversity yep. and those kinds of things and so that i mean that just kind of that big picture should tell us something about who the spirit is and what the spirit does and, and what the spirit enables us to do mm-hmm. and empowers us to do mm-hmm. right jd greer uh wrote a book and, and i have to confess i haven't actually read the book but the title just is kind of catchy called jesus continued and, and the subtitle is why the spirit inside you is better than jesus beside you and you kind of alluded to that david and, yeah can uh, i say i don't like that phrase though sure okay yeah i don't like that phrase <laughs> i don't like the sound of it but i know what he's saying it's not it's, there's kind of a like i don't think he's trying to create a false dichotomy no, 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 no. necessarily but um you know jesus beside you is is good yeah uh, J- jd if you're listening today we're you know sorry for that he's probably a big fan of ours i'm, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> I, I, assume, JD, I, I assume so i could call me next time you need some help with this <laughs> oh man yeah. oh man <laughs> how do we recover from this <laughs> i mean come on dude <laughs> It's just funny. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. We should apologize not only to JD, but our listeners. <laughs> um, anyway, there's there's this idea that like the spirit indwells the believer, right? The spirit is, is inside of us. And and again, maybe another you know podcast episode uh, for another time is to talk about just the indwelling of the Holy Spirit mm. and you know just kind of some different beliefs about you know like a, like a second baptism and, and those kinds of things. Oh, you want to um, get controversial with it? Not today. Okay. We'll get controversial with that another day. Okay. <laughs> but but the bottom line, like we, we would all agree that the Spirit uh, is inside of the believer. Which is, again, just if you just study the theology of, of the scriptures and, and the history of it, to know that God's presence can't dwell in something that is unholy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you think about the holy of holies and, and the, the caution and the procedures that they had to take to go into that mm-hmm. place, and now to know that, that his presence dwells within us, like we're the Ark of the Covenant now. Right. Um, it kind of blows your mind when you really start to think through this kind of thing um, as far as what does that mean now? That means that he has made us holy. We're a vessel that can contain right. his, his presence. Um, just 
This is why Brent's all millennial now. It's because of this theology. I'm just kidding. I thought we weren't going to get controversial. Today. No, we're, dude, we're just it's having too fun. Late. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how how can we? Well, maybe maybe I'll ask you guys this: but like, how how do you guys on a day to day basis? How how do you rely on the Spirit? What does that look like hmm. for for you as you go about your business from one day to the next? Um, I, you know, this is one of those things where when you talk about walking in the spirit, it, it can be convicting. Cause I can, I can tell you guys how to walk in the flesh pretty well. It sure. seems like, um, but I, I, when you think about the titles that we've been, you know, given as far as the helper, uh, the thing that's implied in that is desperation. Mm-hmm. There's something implied in that is a need for help. Right. And the way that we have our lives set up so often as American Christians is absolutely no need for help, no need for comfort, no need for the spirit. Yeah. And so it's very easy. It's kind of convicting even thinking about this. You know, we can go through our lives in such a kind of a boring, not doing anything kind of a way. There's no need for the, to ever walk in the Spirit or to call on the Spirit or to rely on the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think that's the sad reality for a lot of Christians is, is they're just not doing anything where he needs to show up and help. And, and so, so many people, when they're wanting to know more about, like, what does this mean? And it really does have to do with sheer desperation. So Sunday mornings, when we get up to preach, you, I mean, we all know what that feeling is right. like. Um, absolute desperation. Yep. Absolute, I, I cannot do this. And, and apart from relying on the Spirit of God to, to come and empower us, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's those yeah. obvious moments like that. Or when you get into a conversation with somebody and, and you don't know what to say and, and you have an opportunity to maybe proclaim the gospel, all of a sudden this this power kind of almost enters you and, and, you, and words start coming out of your mouth. And I mean, this has happened to all of us, I'm sure, where what's going on here? And it is, it's that idea of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the daily practical, yep. um, that's a hard one, you know? I mean, I, sh- I wish I could just give you the, yeah. the quick answer, but I shared about it Sunday, kind of like what what you're saying for for myself. Like when my when things are like good in my life and I got a handle on stuff, like my relationship with God is dull. It's right. just straight up dull. Like yeah, I have everything I need, and then when things stink, which I hate, you know, um, that's that's when it's strong. Sure, that's when there's yeah. like a Jesus lot going on right? relationally. <laughs> it's it's what Brent's saying. But I think I think practically, like the biggest way I do this, and we've already we've already given it away the punchline, is the Spirit testifies of Christ. And so the more each day that I'm meditating on and focusing on the person and work of Christ for me, the gospel, I'm more apt, <laughs> more likely to be walking in step, like Paul says in Galatians five, with the Spirit. Like it's it's really that simple. That's why we tell people to preach the gospel to themselves every day. That's why we try to preach the gospel to them every chance right. we get. That's why we preach the gospel to ourselves. So so anything that fosters <clears throat> making Jesus big should be a part of my day. Mm-hmm. So which whether in, which in effect makes you small, which makes you right. small, he, it, he increases. Yeah. I decrease. It's the best kind of yeah. self forgetness forgetfulness that exists. Yeah. Is chasing God. You know what I mean? It makes everything okay. And so um, whether that's uh, a good prayer life where he's the king and the Lord, the sovereign of all things and not me, um, and that's happening practically through prayer, reading our Bibles, you know what I mean? What do what the Bibles testify of? They testify of right. the personal work of Christ. Um, being around people who are just amazed with Jesus and amazed yeah. with the gospel, you know? All these things are, are like, they're kind of like, I'm going to find myself walking in the spirit and having the spirit come out of me than I would otherwise just by simple things like that. Right. There's a simple verse that just says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And we, you know, think about all the things we draw near to throughout the day and the week. And it's no wonder we don't feel like we're walking totally in the spirit. But when we draw near to God through all the different means that you just mentioned, especially the church, you know, that that aspect of of the church and, and that he's given us, um, he, the, we, we sense his presence. We sense the reality of who he is. Mm-hmm. But I love that answer as far as that. Again, the, the preaching the gospel to ourselves go, brings us back to that mode of desperation again, where I, exactly, sure. you know, this is the air I yeah. breathe. I'm not a big fan All of I have song, is Christ. It's, yeah. like, it's like, this yeah. is the air I breathe. Yeah. The, I, this is my lie. This is everything, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. desperate for you. Yeah. It's the all I have is Christ, yeah. like lifestyle, like a way right. of living, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, which we is, should which, be desperate every, yeah. every moment of every day. We should. But... You know, and, and it's funny to think about all the Christians around the world right now that are based on the circumstances they're in. And that, that could come our way at some point, obviously. Um, but, man, it's so easy to sit just kind of fat, dumb, and happy and sure. and uh, right. 
never never even you know see a need for for his presence yeah. in us that's the biggest challenge is there's so many things around us at any time whether it's in our household or just just the way we live culturally that are neutral they're not necessarily bad they're not necessarily sinful um, they're even quite enjoyable that's the reason we do them um, and, and I think that we don't uh, this is uh, we, we don't realize how much those things are are robbing us from from really walking in the spirit um, and and having having the spirit come out of us because they're they're neutral they're not necessarily bad at the right. same time they're kind of just idle things they, they're not profiting us in a way that we could be profited by you know um, really setting our crosshairs on on God yeah. and the things of God mm-hmm. so like again like I don't mean to sound like a legalist like there's a lot of things that I enjoy that you know, really have nothing to do with God or sin or, or Satan or anything like that, that are just enjoyable ways to pass the time, but they're typically not pro- producing a well, a welling up of the spirit right. and overflowing of the spirit in me and out of me. That's all. <clears throat> so we would say that, that maybe there isn't the distinction that we tend to think there is between like spiritual things and practical things. Nice. Right. And so <clears throat> like we can open our Bible and, and say, okay, I need to pray and ask God to help me with this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but you know, when we go fishing, you know, do we, do we think about, you know, Christ, you know, when we're fishing and you or, totally can yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. And, and I think for me, just, you know, a practice I've tried to instill in my life is, is just gratitude of just being thankful for the things that God allows me to mm-hmm. do. You know, we've talked about this before, like we live in a pretty cool place mm-hmm. and, and because of where we live, we're afforded a lot, lots of opportunities to mm-hmm. enjoy, um, you know, recreation in the area that we live in. You know, I think just being mindful that, you know, that God allows that. And, and you know, the Bible tells us that whatever we do, that we would do to the glory of God. You know, whether we're doing even the most simple things like eating and drinking, mm-hmm. that we would do so, you know, in a way that glorifies God. And I think, you know, just kind of that practice of trying to always have God at the forefront of even the mundane practical things, um, you know, is a work of the Spirit in us. For sure. And, and that would be considered walking in the Spirit, like yeah. present tense, <clears throat> no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing. Right. You're you're mindful of the reality of who you belong to and who's with you at all times, who's right. in you at all times. Right. And that changes the way we think or the way we go about whatever that mundane thing is. Sure. Yeah. But it, it's again, goes back to the object of worship in our lives. You know, I, if, if I'm on the throne, um, kind of self-focused and doing my thing versus having Christ on the throne in his rightful place where he's the object of my worship. And even what I'm about, you know, again, if you're involved in, in kingdom work, if you're involved in the things that he's called us to do, the spirit is just present in all mm-hmm. of those things. It's, it's a very right. tangible, obvious thing. But when I'm all about me and, and doing my things, um, you know, that's kind of the walking in the flesh thing where we're called to die to self, yeah. take up our cross. And yeah. Hey. If, you, if you carry one of these with <laughs> yeah. you everywhere you go, then you're walking with the spirit. Yeah. Podcast listeners, spirit. Uh, David's holding a fake plastic Look at sword Brent right pulled now. The, <laughs> pulled these out today. I didn't even know we had these here. You got, if you don't have one of these, you need to go purchase one. It's Look a, at this little guy. The full armor of God for those that can't see what's going down here. Look. Let's put that back. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have handed that to you. I wanted to wear it. We should have all wore one. We only yeah. had two sets, so one of us, you know, we went out. Of, last week we could have done it, Chad. We could have. We could have. This week I would have said, you guys go for it. Missed opportunity. <laughs> so so here, here's a, a maybe a random question that doesn't necessarily have an easy answer. It's not on our list, but... How do you how do you distinguish between you know like a prompting of the spirit and and your gut feeling? That's a great question. So like I think this is really where it comes to the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, that we should all be familiar with those and know what they are, um, because it's easy for us again to feel or experience something that seems unique and in the moment can be extremely convincing mm-hmm. that it's of God. Right. Um, what really what really determines the difference is is the fruit or even the, the potential fruit of what's going to come out of that thing, depending on how we make a decision mm-hmm. or whatever. And so like, this is where the fruits of the spirit, I think are the best indicator as to what's of God and what's not of God is what's happening in us, which is going to dictate what's co- coming out of us sure. as a result of whatever it is. So, and of course, when you get to like, a, what is it? Galatians five, there's a great list yeah. there of the fruits of the spirit. Um, and I, I just, for me, that's the most helpful way. I sure. just thought it was a mystery for a long time, and I just had to figure it out. And I would either get punched, or it would work well on the back end. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And that was like hindsight's twenty twenty, and that's how you know if it was God or not. Well, with some things you can't help that, but 
but there's a lot of things that you can just look at what's going on in you, you know, while, while you're watching it or reading it or responding to it or whatever. And it's not rocket science. Right. Because there's, there's fruits of the spirit. So. Yeah. That's good. I think it's wise to have an awareness of our, de- our depravity. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> um, the point. You know, yeah. because if, if our hearts are desperately wicked and, and we can't really know them, then, then there's going to be times when my voice will, will I'll, I'll be a ventriloquist pretending like it's the Holy Spirit talking to me, but it's going to go along with exactly what my flesh wants to do right? and not at all. So, so very often when, when the Spirit is leading us or we're walking in the Spirit or He's convicting us, it's the opposite of what I actually want to do right. is what's not always, right. but it, it's like you need to go take care of this. You need to go do this. It's that... You know, it's walking me into a godly sure. thing and not into a fleshly thing. So it's it's good for us to know who our enemy is. Yeah, it's good for us to know who we are. Like that's why anthropology yeah. and everything that the Bible reveals about our our natural condition, our natural state, and our depravity. Like it's not that's not just nonsense of knowledge. Like that's stuff that we need to know. It's going to help us. Right. And then knowing who the Spirit is. Those are like <clears throat> the three things that are going to help us with what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, and I think you know, I think a lot of times too, you know, we we get maybe too hung up on you know making a decision. If we have you know, kind of you know pick door number one or door number two in this thing in life, and you know we, we want to know the will of the Lord in you know whether I should do this or that. And I'm pretty convinced that that not not always is it you know limited to you know door number one or door number two. Like Great. maybe maybe it could be either. God's just bigger than that. Uh, or both. Uh, yeah. And maybe the questions that we ought to be asking is, you know, how, how can I glorify God if I do this or if I do that? Um, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, you know, thing. Yeah. You know, is, is it going to come if I do this or if I do yeah. that? And and maybe it's not one or the other. Maybe yeah. it's, you know, not as hard of a decision as you think it is right. if God is at the forefront of our decision-making process, not me, and, yeah. and you know, I'm not at the center of it. Yeah, maybe, good, maybe a couple of good questions is, why am I doing this? Yeah. So it's just the motive check. It's who who are we and who's this from, <laughs> right? Why <laughs> why am I doing this? And then what 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 are the fruits of me going through with this? Yeah. Going to produce, and um, I I think that just tells us what we need to know. I, I agree yeah. with you. God is so big and so sovereign that we we always limit it to there's this one little thing, right? And <laughs> and if I don't if I don't crack the code then I'm not doing, you know, what right. God put, not like God's big enough and he gives us freedom. If we're walking in the spirit, it's amazing how much freedom sure. we have where we don't have to sit around and question everything. We can make decisions again, if the motives are right, you know what I mean? And God's going to be okay with that. If we make a, if we take a wrong turn somewhere in life or in a moment that God definitely doesn't want, he's capable of turning us back. Right. He's capable of putting another he, he on ramp onto the highway. Decisions. Like it's, it's just like, I, um, so I think we overthink these things, and we hear that as pastors yeah. all the time where people will come up to us and they'll be like, I don't know if I should quit this job and take this other one or not, or I don't know if I should move into this house or buy yeah. that house. And, and it's just like, you know, what? why are you doing it? Yeah. And then, like, go ahead. Like, have fun, Yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like God, God's just bigger <laughs> than these things. So. Yeah. That's the beauty of, of kind of... Uh, his perseverance with us is is even if we take a, an off ramp we're not supposed to and we get lost in a, in a bad neighborhood for a while um he always you know he's going to get us back on yeah. on track and, right. and he always does he always does um, and he teaches us things through those times as well no doubt um, you know even the you know the good and bad times right yeah we learn yeah and he sanctifies us through them you know sometimes it's the easy way sometimes it's the hard way right. but, it, but it's happening yeah right. sometimes so it's he's a faithful pur- it's a purposeful like um wilderness <clears throat> off ramp that he, that he puts <laughs> yeah. us on, you know? And so, yeah. yeah. One, one of you mentioned earlier about desperation, you know, as you, Brent, that, you know, you know and, and I've come to realize in my own life, like the Bible tells us that apart from Christ, we can't do anything. And, you know, I, I tend to think at times that, like, I can do a lot of things <laughs> yeah. apart from Christ <laughs> and attempt to do, to do things apart from Christ. But I think the older I get, the more I realize that, like, I don't, I don't, have anything to offer apart from Christ. And, and so just in the practical areas of life, um, you know, like I often pray on a daily basis, like when I go to my day job, like, you know, like I tend to think sometimes I bring a lot to the table there, but, you know, I have to, to remind myself that even that, like I can't do anything apart from Christ. I can't be a good employee apart from Christ. Right. Um, you know, I can't serve my clients that well apart from Christ. And so I need to be reminded of that. I think that's the key is how you, you know, do it. Because a lot of people, a lot of people that don't believe in God will say, 
yeah, I, I do a really good job with all these things, right. and it has nothing to do with Christ. Right. So, so we're ta- it, it's how we're doing what we're doing, yeah. right? Like what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and, and it goes yeah. back to the idea of desperation. That like I have desperation, <clears throat> that not just in my spiritual life and needing to understand the Word and 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 you know praying and, and those kinds of things, but like I have desperation in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm desperate when I go to the grocery store <laughs> that that you know I, I need Christ. You know, to to do that and to pay attention to maybe opportunities that would come to engage people, or when I go to work, I need Christ uh, to do that in the work of the spirit to, to honor God, um, you know, and, and even just a realization that like, you know, most of us, you know, go to work for money. Um, and, you know, years ago, I, I just had the most menial job I've ever had in my life. And then that, that was, you know, a, maybe a wilderness off ramp, you know, for me where God taught me, like I, I work for him mm-hmm. no matter what. And he's the one that provides. It's not, yep. you know, my skills that provide or not my work ethic that provides. It's, it's him that provides. And so when I go do that, you know, day in and day out, like I, I have this reliance upon mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and, and I have to be reminded of that, you know, often <laughs> because I tend to forget it. That's where praying without ceasing kind of, you know, where the rubber meets the road is that right. if, if there's that kind of reliance and we understand that, um, that, you know, yeah. that, that, that's exactly what we'll be doing as we walk sure. into the grocery store or wherever, you know, into work, into a meeting, whatever <clears throat> it is, I, you know, God, I need you. I need your help. Yeah. I can't do this without you. And I want to please you in this. And that, that eliminates walking in the flesh. If we're, sure. if we're doing that, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be praying, yeah. Lord, I'm going to go do this bad thing over here. I think so, not... so much of being a pastor, like it's kind of, kind of easy sometimes being a pastor. Like there's so many things about being a pastor that's above our pay grade and we know it. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of easy, like, God, I need you. I need help on this. But but the more practical things in life, we tend to forget. Like, we, we need the Spirit for those things, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's just the obvious thing about walking in the Spirit. Um, there's life there. There's yeah. joy there. There's peace there. Uh, you know, the flesh, when, when we gratify the flesh, it just, it, it leads to death. It leads to, you right. know, so again, if we're, if we're inspecting the fruit that's in our life, um, and being honest about it, we'll get a pretty good re- you know idea of, of what we're walking in. Yeah. Uh, and if we're walking to please the flesh, you know, you're going to be walking towards death. Right. And if you're walking to please the spirit, uh, it's going to be a pretty good existence. Sure. So I read an analogy a while back about that, that talked about like, w- which garden are you going to plant the seeds in? Mm. You know, and what kind of seeds are you going to plant? You know, if, if you plant, you know, carrot seeds, you, you get a predictable result. You eventually get carrots. <laughs> Right. You, you don't get something else. You know, you, you know, what grows it correlates to the seeds that you plant. And so as we sow to the spirit or sow to the flesh, we shouldn't be surprised about what comes of that. And so as believers, of course, you know, we, we always need to strive to sow to the spirit. And all the things that we've talked about, you know, we do that by reading and prayer and fellowship and, um, you know, desperation, you know, those kinds of things. But, you know, make sure that we're planting in the right garden. <laughs> well, that's where the, the come and die shirt that we have is, is really about this, you know, this idea that, as we die to self, we'll, we'll find life. Go. It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. It sounds wrong because everybody wants to, you know, this is my, I'm going to go grab everything I can. I'm going to live, you know, my best life. And yeah. this is kind of the, the mindset people have. Um, but there's just leanness there. Yeah. It, there's nothing satisfying there ultimately. But when we, right. when we die to self and we, we seek to do what, what he wants, you know, to glorify God and do kingdom work and, you know, be active with our father and what he's doing in the world. That's yeah. where life is. That's right. where satisfaction comes from. Yep. So. Right. He who loses his life now will find it. He who finds his life now will lose it. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what, what it is. And it's the spirit that is the difference maker. He actually um, appropriates that life, that abundant life to yep. us. When and that's die. when he's most evident to us is when we're doing no those doubt. things, you know. Yeah, no doubt. So if, you, if you're longing for more of God, draw near to him. He will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. But, but so much of that has to do with uh, being active in the church and being active in the ministries that, mm-hmm. that you know, not, not specific, you know, programs, but, yeah, yeah. but you know, ministering to other people yeah. and sharing the gospel with people and right. all, all of those things that are the obvious stuff, really. Yep, yep. absolutely. So it is, it is funny just to, just to mention in passing because we're talking about, you know, these things that we do, which is true. There's these things that we can do to... Um, maybe stimulate the spirit, make the spirit more, um, more prominent and dominant, you know, in our lives. But the truth is that the only, like the spirit knows what he's doing too. So he's creating, mm-hmm. he's, he's a teacher, he's a convictor, he's all these right. things that we already talked about. So he's actually fostering and creating um, the ability for us to stay in these things right. that we stay in. You know what I mean? Like we can't sit around and go, I get, I get the credit for this. Right. The scary part is that we can't quench the spirit. And so there is this just knowing that there's this yeah. constant battle that never stops between the flesh and the spirit. And if, right. if we follow the flesh, then we're going to, we're going to dilute like the gas, the gas in the tank, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so to speak. Um, and it won't be as potent 
and it won't be as strong. You know, it's not that the spirit loses or goes anywhere. It's just in God's sovereignty. It's just one of those ways that He's set it up, sure. where this this battle rages on. Yeah. And so uh, the good news is is God has His way in the end with those that, are, that He seals, right? right? Like He's He's faithful to sanctify us and bring us along. Amen. But but we do we do need to be mindful and careful every day of like you said with the seeds, like where are we throwing them over here or over here, right? Um, because a lot of times our our, our misery is optional sometimes don't right. <laughs> quote me on that it's not a bible verse but i think everyone knows when I'm, like sometimes our miseries in christ our, our our lack of joy in christ is sometimes just optional it's right. just something we're doing yeah so okay yeah and so, so maybe a good way to put that is that you know it's our job to, to submit to the god-given means of our sanctification sure. and growth so like, like spirit does know what he's doing like exactly said. what he's doing and so you know it's not you know it's not this great mystery you know that necessarily that we need to solve we just need to, to submit to what god mm-hmm. tells us to submit to <laughs> for our own good right wouldn't it be great if we could learn it the easy way though because i can't tell you how many times i'll just think i don't want to read my bible <laughs> and then i read it and i'm blessed i don't want to go to a home group right and i go to it and i'm like that was the best you know it, it's just I don't want to go to church today and you go and it's like you'd think we'd get it through our thick skulls right but yeah yeah, we're gonna do this the easy way. Or we're gonna, right. Am I gonna rough you up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we're, we all get rough. And that's up the a story bit. of my Christian yeah. life is the school yeah. of hard knocks part, right? But the cool thing is that that when you do go to that well and and you get living water, it's it, it's just you know it never disappoints, right? Not ever. Yeah, he told her, you'll, you're never going to thirst again. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, like, yeah, we still keep going to puddles and cesspools yeah. and, and, you know, pig slop. And and I don't know why, but, yeah. man, yeah. enjoy the living water. He's given it to us, man. Take full advantage of it. Walk in that. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Well, that's maybe a good note to end on unless you guys have anything else yeah, that you want to put out there. It's good. Hopefully that helped. So, yeah. Hopefully so. Big subject. Yeah. Um, Dave, you want to pray for us? Sure. Lord God, I thank you so much for um, for sending me uh, your spirit um, to, to, to ensure that I will not uh, mess this thing up or lose it. Um, I pray that I would be more sensitive, uh, more desirable to walk in that spirit every day, and that um, the rest of your people would too. We ask it in your name. Amen. 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 It's kind of a long prayer there. I, you did a short, and I'm like, I got <laughs> like, to match Brent on this. Like, I can't ramble. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's a good, no, there's a bar that's been set now. That <laughs> yeah. we have to, it was a good prayer. Yeah. Just trying to stay with the pace. <laughs> yeah. On that note, we'll see you all next see week. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.